Well, happy Friday. It's Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. And with me this week is contributor to Audiophile, Jonathan Smith. And we've been getting his recommendations for some really cool listening. And how are we ending the week, Jonathan? Well, you know what's coming up, Joe? Halloween. Ooh. You know what that oh, means. Oh, yeah. Not just candy, but scary stuff. Yeah, and I don't like being scared. Then let's not talk about... (laughs) I know, I always have to gird my loins for Halloween. (laughs) So, what do you have? Well, who's the king of the scare? Stephen King. There you go. See, I did a little pun there. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Stephen King. This is his latest book. And, of course, I'm thinking now he's probably written five books since I've listened to this one (laughs) a week ago. But his latest published book... How does he write so much? Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's some might say scary, but that uh, I'm going too far there. Okay. Sorry. Um, this is the Institute by Stephen King, read by Santino Fontana, and this is just another classic Stephen King book. It's got kids involved. It's topical. It has characters that are very believable. Can you give us a little synopsis? It's about telekinesis and oh couple of children who get taken by the bad guys to be studied to see if their telekinetic or telepathic powers can be used in one way or the other. So the story, though, opens with this man named Tim, who seems like a down-on-his-luck ex-cop. And Joe, like the first seven, eight, nine chapters are all about this guy, Tim. He's got no special powers that I'm that you're you find out about so you're waiting for like okay tim what do you what do you have for me there's nothing scary he's going you know he's hitchhiking through like weird towns down south and i kept saying all right what's what's this going to lead to and yet king is so good at character development whether it's tim who will play a prominent role as the story develops he's that luke ellis is the real story he's 12 year old genius He's from Minnesota. His parents are, you know, hardworking middle class people. They realize their kid is like off the charts smart. He gets accepted to MIT and Emerson College at the same time, and he's 12. And, you know, he knows he's smart, but he's a good kid. But he also picks up every so often, like he'll be at a pizza place and he'll be distracted a little bit and like the pizza tray will start to move not you know won't levitate won't jump and bang through the windows or off the doors but it moves. so he knows he's got this little bit of telekinetic power but he's not quite sure so that's the he and others like him who end up at this government-run facility in the middle of nowhere maine where king loves to have his stories take place that's the institute that's where they go to be studied it's it's scary that's where just the king suspense horror comes into play the clip we're going to listen to this is back to the very beginning of the book where we're introduced to tim so and it all ties together at the end why don't we take a little listen okay so this is the institute by stephen king read by centino fontana with his pay from the recycling plant added to his airline windfall Tim was standing on the Brunswick ramp of I-95 North and feeling pretty well healed for a rambling man. He stood there for over an hour in the sun and was thinking of giving up and going back to Denny's for a cold glass of sweet tea when a Volvo station wagon pulled over. The back was filled with cartons. The elderly woman behind the wheel powered down the passenger side window and peered at him through thick glasses. Although not large, you look well muscled she said. 
You are not a rapist or a psychotic, are you? No, ma'am, Tim told her, thinking, but what else would I say? Of course you would say that, wouldn't you? Are you going as far as South Carolina? Oh, he is very good with voices. The way he does that little old lady is pretty fabulous. And then when he's doing, you know, some of the kids at the Institute are, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 16-year-old. They're from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. And they're all done so well. And then, of course, you've got, like, the the evil people or, the you know, and they're, they're human. They're not, like, evil, bad, despotic people. He does those voices in a very believable but sort of maniacal way when it's called for. So, again, if you love King, you'll love this listen. It, this is just King at his normal greatness. That's The Institute by Stephen King, and it's read by Santino Fontana. Well, Jonathan, thank you for all your suggestions. My pleasure. It's a lot of fun. And I'll talk to you next month. Sounds great. Take care, Joe. You too. Support for Behind the Mic comes from HarperCollins and their seven-part original podcast series, Behind the Scenes of Becoming Mrs. Lewis. It's an exploration of the love story between C.S. Lewis and Joy Davidman, and you can learn more at becomingmrslewis.com. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, and Jonathan Smith are contributors. Jennifer Dowell is our editor. And the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening. Mm-hmm.